today on the podcast and in Team Strong Life, we actually are going to take you guys through a um, a fat loss journey. And we were going to do one of Kenny's and one of mine, but I think we're going to just start with Kenny's and I'm going to kind of help us chunk out. It's 120 pounds, right? Yeah. 120 pounds. Okay. So the biggest thing I think to be for people to kind of remember as we go into what it take, took for somebody to lose 120 pounds is it is that the principles here are going to be pretty much the same. Um, no matter your, your kind of whatever your goals are. And that's really important. So if you're somebody who's like, well, I don't have 120 pounds to lose. That doesn't matter. You can still get something out of this. And the other thing is you could probably learn a lot, all of us from somebody who is capable of losing that kind of weight. And now focusing on maintaining it. Um, I'll talk about it. I, I don't think we'll have time today, but I'll talk about another one that's, uh, you know, probably about 60 pounds down and how I did that. But so let's dive into who this person is. You don't have to tell us who she is, but is she, have you had many over a hundred pound weight loss? Clients? I have. Yeah. I have. yeah. But, you know, I think, um, It's not that I've had more than one. I think that the most important thing is that, um, you know, I think when you're coaching, like we have for a long time, you know, it's, if you can um, find ways to keep people on track long-term, you're going to have those successes, right? Because it's, it's just about convincing them to keep going, you know, and, and believing in their own reason they started. <laughs> That's the most important thing, like keeping them right. focused on that whole reason they started track of that it's it's a real thing so that i totally agree with that because it's it's i mean and you even used it convincing them like that is what it feels like like you just have to convince people not to quit and to keep doing the same thing um over and over and over and over again until you know until they've reached their goal um so let's talk about like when this person came to you uh, how was she, was she like ready to go? Do you feel like you had to, you know, get her? A lot of people are like, I want to lose weight, but I want to get ready. I'm going to get everything I need in, in place. Did she have that same kind of mindset? Like it's a diet. This is, I'm going to go as fast as possible. Well, do you mind if I back up just a tad? No. Okay. So the reason why I think it's important to talk about right here is because a lot like Team Strong Life, in, in my personal group, um, we have a culture, right? And we have a culture of winning, and we have a culture of people doing the right thing, staying on track, being coachable. And I think all those things are important because when you develop that culture as a coach, typically the people that go out, this this lady we're going to talk about today, she was a referral from a current member. So when one of my current members went out and said, hey, look, you know, I know we've talked about losing weight before. You know, here's this coach, Kenny. He can help you out. But she actually did the work for me. So what I mean is, is like, you know, sometimes we have people show up and they're like, 
they have a, I want to wait until after the 4th of July, you know, that's my favorite weekend of the year, you know, here it is, you know, the first week in June, you're like, bro, just starting out, like, what are we waiting for? But in this instance, you know, my current member was like, look, you know, I'm going to introduce you to coach Kenny, but here's the deal. Don't show up. Don't half ass it. Like he's going to be hard on you. You know, when you show up over there, be ready to go. This is kind of the rule. So it's nice. Sometimes when people show up, they are ready to go. And this particular individual, she was ready to go when she showed up. She was, she had, she already got, as we call it in the military, the riot rack, the riot act. Someone already sat her down and said, look, don't show up there and make me look bad. Like Kenny's going to hand you your ass. Just be ready for it. <laughs> so she was, she was ready. She you was. Know, we talked about this before though. A lot of people think they're ready. It's very hard as a coach to know. You kind of just hope for the best, you know? Like well, you say you're ready, let's go. She didn't know exactly. And I think this is important. She didn't know exactly what she was getting into, but she knew she was ready for change, which meant that whatever I told her or whatever we talked about as far as a way ahead, she was willing to execute that because yeah. her focus was changed. Not like she didn't show up and say, well, this is what I'm willing to do. She said, I want to change. How do we do this? Right. And so she showed up coachable and ready versus showing up as the coach and trying to put me in a box and control her journey, if that makes sense. That's really interesting. Actually, that's probably a huge uh, note takeaway because, you know, I, we need to like quote that. That needs to be something that we say over and over and over again, because that that is a real issue that I think it's hard to identify in yourself when you show up wanting to control it. And I wonder, too, if that's the difference between coming in and saying, because ultimately to lose 120 pounds, you have to change like you have to change. It's not like it, it can't be like any other weight loss journey you've had. It has to be like I I am not the person I want to be now. I need you to help me. And like, they need to borrow your program until it becomes their lifestyle. And they're not doing a program anymore. Like, I'm sure if you asked her now, or maybe not her right now, but like, take one of your people, they're not like doing Kenny's program. Now it's just their lifestyle. Right. You know what I mean? You've, you kind of gave it, gave them the playbook and now they they had to borrow because they've been making you know really bad choices that have led them to incredibly unhealthy and short life ahead and they need to be a different person you know yeah and you know she, and I think it's cool too that like when she came to me um she was 37 years old 278 pounds and she didn't say like Kenny, I want to weigh a certain amount or I want to lose a certain amount of weight. She just said, I just want to be healthier. I want to be able to play with my kids. I want to be able to do all the things with them, which gave me a lot of room to help her. You know, instead of focusing on a number, she was already kind of someone that I like to work with. She, and again, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but throughout our whole time together, we never really talked much about the scale. We just talked about continuing to improve, get healthier, which is kind of cool. That's not really yeah. normal. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So did she have, so, okay, she comes to you and in this particular podcast, I really wanted to talk about macros because I think it's interesting for people to hear like 
you know, what, like how much people ate, how much cardio they did, how they trained to be able to reach their goals. It's a curious thing for people. Um, so when she came to you and started, like, do you remember where she started or like what your philosophy was with her? Yeah. So when she came to me, you know, I, obviously the first thing I did um, with all of my clients, the number one thing I want to do because she came to me in the app. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, I'm talking about talking about the first form app. That is the app that I use to coach the same app that Kendra uses. Um, when they come to you, you know, you have some data points that you enter, right? Your age, your height, your activity level, um, what your goal weight is. And you kind of plug those things in and based on a formula that's already determined, it gives you a set of macros based on your preferences for foods. So when that happened, she had her initial set of macros, um, which she had never heard of before, right? And um, she did not know what a macro was, proteins, carbs, or fats. And I didn't really, I didn't complicate the situation up front. I just, hey, Suhela, what I'd like you to do is just for the next couple of weeks, I just want you to eat like you'd normally eat, right? Yeah. Which sounds which sounds a little bit crazy, right? Because they come to you and they're expecting like to get this diet plan, this meal plan. And I'm like, actually, I just kind of want to see what it's like for you, like what you normally do. And so she went to work for the first couple of weeks, just kind of eating normally before we even made an adjustment, not to her macros, but to the foods. Like I wasn't even concerned about the macros initially. I just wanted to see what her habits were about. Yeah, that's a good point. I think uh, for some people, well, most people we work with, it's really important to just stay consistent and eat as normally as possible and see where you are. And I was looking back at the woman that I was going to talk about. We'll do it another time, but it took her two weeks to hit protein. It took her two weeks to not be in, you know, eating 30 grams of carbohydrates a day and going back to old habits where you just like slash carbohydrates. So I could see her progression, but yeah, it's a big surprise for people when you don't just like diet them immediately, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, and she did that. She went right to work. Now, to be fair, I'm sure you have a lot of people like this. She is a foodie. She yeah. loves to cook. Um, she loves to be in the kitchen. She loves to create recipes. She's still that way right now, actually, um, except she's learned how to do She didn't just sit back and wait, like she didn't wait for Kenny Claiborne, to like give her the keys to the kingdom. You know, she took an active role in her own journey. She went before I even had the opportunity to start really educating a whole bunch. She went and just started learning like, hey, what are these macros? You know, what is protein? Like she was already kind of on it. And I think that made it a lot easier too. it showed me um, her interest in being successful. So um, for those of you listening also go back and watch the episode on macros it's really quick if you're like what are macros it's like 20 minutes and I just kind of go through each of the macronutrients so you'll be up to speed on what we're talking about but basically it's it's the breakdown of the total calories that Kenny recommended this woman consume and everyone is looking for that from us and it, it's so interesting too I, a lot of people will say you'll you'll 
you know, the app sets their initial macros and they'll say, well, I'm used to getting, you know, every time I've dieted, I get 1200 calories. And I think that's just such a funny statement. Like every time you've dieted, we want this to be the last time. Like there's, you know, unless you say you want to step on stage, there's there, we could put, put to bed every other time I diet and just, it's, it must be exhausting. Had she dieted a bunch in her life before she came in? No. No. No, she hadn't. Yeah. Interesting. She was not one of those people that had, you know, tried all kinds of things, was back and forth. Um, she just really wanted to change her life. You know, I think having kids, um, she's a working professional. She's involved in a PTA. You know, what she's described to me a lot of times is that she felt like, because what she looked like, she wasn't really getting the respect that she deserved. I don't want to say respect, probably not a good word, but she just felt like that she wasn't as heard as she should have been um, because of her size. And she kind of wanted to change that. You know, she wanted to look like the other moms, you know, yeah. feel like moms. Right. No, I've yeah. definitely had women say they don't feel like their outside represents how they feel about themselves. And that is true. Like even sometimes I'll look back at day ones of people and they'll look back at them too. It's like, I don't even recognize that person. First of all, just like, you know, sometimes that look, it's not even weight. It's just sometimes there's a general look of inflammation, fatigue, like rapid aging. Like you just, you know, it's, it's not necessarily like, oh, be shredded, look better. It's like, when you're feeding your body like shit, it just, it feels like shit. And it starts to just look like it's, it's taken a toll. And it is because it is you're, you're, you're demanding more of your body than necessary, and you're not giving it what it needs. So I love seeing like the skin improve and the, you know, like it, everything just changes. Yeah. And you know, she's, so she's a mom of two. She is a professional. She works for the government. She's in the PTA, her boys are in scouts, like she does so much for her community, right? Yeah. She just, she wasn't happy. She yeah. does it. All. You're right. Like when I look back at initial pictures of her, it's funny because so she's very modest. All right. So when she took her first pictures in the app, she was wearing like leggings and a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah right. I, I know. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm never somebody who's going to be like, Hey sister, take it off. Like, yeah, right. I want to meet you where you're at. Right. Like if that's what you're willing to give, I'm willing to accept that. I might say, Hey, listen, you know, we'll see a little bit more changes. If you're willing to put on like some boy shorts, you know, and, and, a, and a sports bra, you know, yep. but of course, you know, I don't want to, I never want to embarrass someone or ask someone right. to do I'm not going to, you know, want to do. So um, it was funny to watch that transition over the two years as well. Yeah, I love that. I love, I love the first photo of like looking upset, fully dressed. And then somewhere along the way, it's like a smile and a bikini. And you're like, yeah, you don't even have to, they don't even have to say anything. You're just like, you know, it's good. That first one is a mug shot. Well, it, it's funny because so sometimes I'm coaching when I'm not coaching. So what I mean is, it's like, you know, we both run our individual challenges. Yeah. And I knew 
so she was she's very involved in my community. She's a, a huge member there. She motivates others. She's always sharing her journey. And after our first eight week challenge together, you know, when I was announcing winners on my team Zoom, I made it a point to say, you know, there's a person out there that would have won this challenge if they would have just been a little less modest. You know, and I knew that she was listening, but I didn't say her name. I didn't call her out. And like, she always cites that moment. She always talks about it now. Like, I know you were talking about me. I know you were talking about me. And the next challenge, I got what I needed, right? Because sometimes, you know, as coaches, we talk about, you know, you're going to be really happy when you start to see changes, you know. Um, But at the same time, we don't, we know changes can be few and far between. They take a while. You have to be patient. But at the same time, that is something that can push you forward when everything else seems to have stalled out, you know, seeing that body recomposition. And for her, it played a key role as we progressed, you know, being able to see those changes and like kind of loosening up a little bit and and being able to share. And I also think it comes down to trust. Like when you first join the app or you first start getting coached by someone, um, it can be scary. You don't know where your photos are going. You don't know if they're going to share them. You don't know what kind of trust you have with that person yet. So it took some time for us to develop all those things as it would for me if I was working with someone else as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that um, the we the photos, the scale, those things, I think, oh, it's just, you got to manage your feelings around those. Cause it's like, you know, you, you, you can't change what you don't like fully come to terms with and acknowledge. And the scale is one of those things. We've talked about that. You start, you go between challenges, you stop getting on the scale, then you're really scared to get on the scale, you know? Um, So, all right. So let's talk about her first challenge. Cause we, she's somebody that's worked in challenge cycles. So let's say for those who aren't familiar with challenges, let's just say, Kenny and I do four eight week or your case nine week four eight week blocks of of free coaching every year and we pull people in it's literally free all you have to do is be in the app which is 1299 you don't have to do anything else it's kind of it's how our process works um and we encourage people to start with those and just continue on those cycles because it's a great way to approach, especially 120 pounds. So she did her first challenge. What what happened? So during her first challenge, we were able to get her on macros very consistently. And, you know, once she kind of figured out that process, she was someone that you and I would describe as nails. You know, she was always yeah. coughing. As I would say she, she never missed a macro, you know, so what I'm talking about as a coach. So if you're listening, we all have different standards as coaches of what successful looks like when it comes to hitting macros, but just so you understand what I look for, um, depending on your goal, of course, but for most general population people, I want to see you within five grams of protein every single day within five grams of carbs every single day within three grams of fat every single day. I really don't care about the calories at all. I just want you to focus on the macros. Um, and that's initially just, just with the macros. Calories, calories take care of themselves if you hit your macros. So you're, what Kenny is saying for my team, that's all four check marks. Yes. 
That is the standard. That is that is the standard. Now, in this, and so Kendra and I may differ here slightly. No. That's the initial go-to for being successful. I want you to start making quality food choices along the way. Like, I, I get it. So one of the things I always tell people, like, I know that food is expensive. Grocery shopping is expensive. When you first start a journey, I'm sure Kendra's the same way. She wouldn't ask you to go and dump out your freezer. No, right? never. Yeah. As you start to transition, like as you run out of chicken nuggets, how about we start buying chicken breast instead, right? Like, let's not waste a bunch of money here. Let's try to make sensible decisions. And at the same time, I don't want you to be the person that is afraid to spend $30 if it's going to help you change your life and feel better. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a thin line, but so I want you to start making quality choices, but getting back to the macros, like the one thing that I start to do over the course of the first few weeks is once you can prove to me that you're hitting macros, now I want to get a little bit more detailed, like, Hey, let's start talking about fiber as well, you know, because sometimes even though you're making quality food choices, fiber still might be a challenge for some people and it has to be an intentional decision. So we started adding things like that on, but by the middle of that first challenge, like week four, she was hitting macros, getting all four check marks, hitting fiber, drinking her water and getting in movement every day. So what was her, what were her macros set at? So uh, Suhaila came to me, I want to say we first started off at about 1,850 calories. Okay. okay? So somewhere at 175 grams of protein, uh, 125, 130 grams of carbs, and then predominantly fat, 65, 70 grams of fat-ish, right around in there. Um, and yeah, she was nailing it. Like she lost, so in her first eight weeks, Kendra, just to kind of give you an idea weight-wise, she dropped over 30 pounds just on those macros alone, no adjustments. Okay. Just I, I want to say, I want to remind people that a healthy weight loss rate is roughly 1%, which that was. So that was about 1%. And the lighter you get, the 1% changes and people want, so you want the same, you know, three pounds a week but when you're 175 pounds now or whatever, you know, like you don't get three pounds a week anymore necessarily to maintain your lean muscle and make it sustainable. So that's, you know, that doesn't surprise me for a woman, her size following the plan. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, and to be really, you know, even more open about this in the first week that I work with her in the app, remember five, three. 278 pounds that's she's overweight she's obese right yeah she lost about 12 pounds in the first week but it was mostly inflammation and water weight once that initial 12 pounds came off of her we slowed down to about a pound pound and a half per week okay yeah so on average it was one percent of her body weight and 12 pounds even if it's inflammation we'll take it that's incredibly motivating for somebody I mean, we've talked about, I've, Dustin and I talk about that, like, I mean, inflammation, but it's still weight and that was shit weight you don't need. And she, you know, that is motivate. That's the thing is like, 
man, when people start with one wheel off the bus, it just, the setback is so great because you're not really doing it, but you feel like it's better than it was. And everybody, there's the rumor about the 12 pound weight loss, but that's, that's not for somebody who's losing 20 pounds. That's somebody with an incredible, you know, amount of weight to lose. So uh, keep in mind, like that doesn't happen for everybody. And the, the leaner you are, like, that's definitely not happening, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I had to talk to her, you know, it was because when she loses 12 pounds, I really do believe that the expectation is, is that, well, next week I should lose about 10, right? Like, no, yeah, right, right. <laughs> that's not uh, how this works. I had to remind her like, Hey, look, you know, this is what happened initially. Um, it's going to slow down. You know, I, I needed to prepare her for that because I didn't want her to fall in love with the thought that she could lose this much weight all the right, time. Right. Right. Cause there's a natural tendency for people too when it slows down. So when, when my weight loss slows down, the only answer must be to cut more food. And that's now it's not always the case. So with her, she gets to her first challenge, 30 pounds down. Then what happens? Well, so what is she doing for is she doing resistance training at that point or just body weight? So I, I'm, I'll say this now just to kind of put it out there into the Team Strong Life um, atmosphere. Right. But Suhaila, again, we've been working together two years. This month, she did not step into a gym until last challenge. Yeah. So she did all workouts at home, body weight workouts, using the app workouts, using some bands. She had a couple dumbbells. That's all she ever did at her house, in her hallway, like right next to her living room. That's it. That's all she had for one year and, you know, whatever it is, 40 weeks. So she lost all of this weight doing just that. And she had a treadmill she walked on. Right. So, so that was right. moving. Okay. So this is, that means there's a, obviously also a heavy focus on her nutrition, food quality and adherence because oh. yeah, she didn't have like, you know, the, the fanciest equipment to be able to target her, her rear deltoids and build that shoulder cap. You know what I mean? We're just talking about like getting somebody easy, not having to travel, I have a lot of women that kick ass that work out at home. They just make it work. They have to, you know, I, I remember when she's really inspiring, by the way, no, it's super cool because yeah. sorry, guys. Of course, long enough. Okay. You got to back up. We we oh, probably Starlink. So you said it's super cool. No, I, it's super cool. Then, yeah. But here, here's the thing. Like, I don't know that I could do that. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome. Like, but if you told me, here's two dumbbells, here's some bands, here's your four by six piece of carpet. I want you to stand on every day and work out. Like, I don't know that mentally I would be able to get through that. So what I'm saying is, is for her, like for, she was not comfortable going to a gym, number one. She was afraid, you know, to get out around other people and do this stuff. But for me, I might be bored to death. 
right? Just knowing how I am now. So for me, I, I'm impressed that she was able to do this so long yeah. in that situation. And so if you're one of those people that's doing that, I, I think you're probably more mentally strong than I am, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of people like that too, where their setups are like, it's not like this big inspirational, you know, surrounded by fit people. It's just them in a basement, them in a, you know, and, um, and, you know, you do what you have to, you know, but I agree. I agree. That's pretty cool. Congratulations. Yeah. And so mental toughness. Right. And then for her cardio, Kendra, throughout until this last challenge, she never did anything but walk. We never had her running. She never used an elliptical. All she did was walk on a treadmill. So for anybody that's wondering about the fitness, she used the app workouts, the at-home workouts with kettlebells, dumbbells, or bands, and she walked on a treadmill. That's it. That's what she did yeah. for the entire two years when she lost 120 pounds. Yeah. So, you know. I guess that answers that question, right? So we're not we're not talking about progressive overload. We're not talking about any of that stuff. It's really important too, because this is basically couch to 120 pounds. You know what I mean? It's like it's 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 like uh her starting point, it made sense that she would do those things. Now, in a year, if she says, I want to step on stage. Well, now we have to do different things. And now, and okay, now I really want to refine and change my physique. That's, these are different things. But the, the beauty of this is, then we've, we've talked about this before. There's somebody who's on a fitness journey to lead a healthy lifestyle, get into a healthy body composition, build habits, sustainable for a lifetime. Like she did that. Then we have people that are looking to refine and, you know, take it to the next level and they, they've become fitness enthusiasts and you can't get them out of the gym and they are not the same thing. And I think a lot of people think if I don't become, or I'm not a fitness enthusiast, I, I never going to get there. Cause you're kind of following fitness enthusiasts. I am a fitness enthusiast. I would say you are a fitness enthusiast. You can't, you've been limited, but you know, it's almost like I feel and she's probably getting there. She's just at home, you know, like she has to be loving it now. Right. Well, she's like, right now she's in the middle of her couch to 10 K she's got some big goals. So yeah. she's got things she's working on. So she's now progressing from walking right. to more fitness style activities, you know, right. Right. She's drinking the juice. Well, then you can do that as you get healthier and leaner and lighter and it feels better. But, you know, this is I think it's important to talk about. Not everyone's the same as her. She's a very. By the numbers kind of person. And what I mean is, like, everything she's done has been progressively. A little bit harder, but intentionally a little bit harder, you know, she. Stayed on course. She's in the, so she does a lot with budgets and stuff. She's a very um, money type oriented person, a by the numbers kind of person. So she is just like, tell me what to do and I'll do that. And she'll do that and sit, what's next, Kenny? Tell me what to do. I'll do that. And she does that. So she's very patient. She's very willing to follow the rules. She's very, very willing to just do what's in front of her. Um, and she's, she's just like that. She's good like that. It's yeah. Amazing. 
Well, I mean, I always feel like too, I know I have a lot of really successful women I coach where they just have to take their same determination and all of the other areas and put it into this. Like I, I don't coach people who are like, you know, have no success in any area of their life. Some, for some of them, this is like that final frustrating piece. Like they're, they're just like, man, you know, I say something about that. And this is directed at women. Okay. This is directed at both sexes, but I've always wondered in my life, like I, I personally, and you know, this is going to sound really bad, but like, if you're extremely overweight or obese, I don't care who you are or what you do. You automatically lose credibility to me. And it's hard for me to respect you because it shows me you have a gap in your personal life. And if you can't control your personal life, how can whatever advice you're giving me be heard the way you want it to be heard? You know, I mean, think about it. And like for everybody out there right now, it's probably thinking like, Kenny, that's bull crap. You know, like I'm a successful CEO. Like I run a business. I'm in charge of blah, 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 blah. I mean, are you serious? Like right now, like when you see a police officer out in public and he's obese, like the thought doesn't go through your head. Like, how's that guy a cop? Like, how can that guy chase anybody down? How can that guy do his job? Same thing from a doctor. Like when you go in a doctor's office and you see a doctor that's extremely obese and they try to give you advice on lowering your cholesterol, like, are you serious that you could take that advice seriously? I can't, right? Like, how are you going to give me advice? Go ahead. So you're talking about even people like if I'm in business, right? And I'm a leader in business and I'm I'm not taking care of myself. It's a it's a there's a disconnect there, right? Like like there's a disconnect there because there's an unhealth there's some unhealthy um you know that we that's exposed, you know, that people can see that's hard. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're not great at their jobs. Like that's not at all what I'm saying here. I think you can be a very successful person and be overweight or obese. I'm just saying my opinion of you automatically takes a hit. Yeah. Like it, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying that if you try to tell me something from a position as a professional, even if you're a professional in that area, like automatically when I see you, unfortunately, I have a harder time hearing that message because right. I feel you're not as disciplined in your personal life as you're probably trying to get me to believe you are. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like it's a, there's a disconnect. There's mm-hmm. just a disconnect. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, it's got, and it's gotten pretty, it, especially when you're in all mixed up in the coaching in this industry, like we are, you know, it's like you're in it all the time. And so you hear so many things and you read so many things and I know that what you just said, like, I know that hurt. I probably, we probably lost some listeners, Probably. but, but one of the reasons those people come for help is because they feel that way too. Just like your woman said, right? Like, like when I interview people who have had big weight loss journeys, they felt that way too. You know, like they 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 would be like, yeah, I know. I felt I didn't feel I didn't have any self respect. Actually, like there's a component of that too. You know, what do you think? So I mean, so if we lost a listener, or if we got somebody hanging on out there that's like, yeah, I don't really like what Kenny just said. I want you to put yourself 
I want you to think about what you probably think about me and Kendra. It must be nice to be skinny, right? Like that's what you're thinking about us. Like what well, must be nice to be in shape and be a fitness influencer. Yeah, it is nice, but I've worked my ass off for 30 fucking years to get here. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you have the same thoughts and opinions about me. You're just not saying them. Right. right? Like right. it's reverse. Right. You don't think about the hard work. Canceled. Don't yeah. come for us. Don't come for us. Well, and look, here's the great thing about it. You, you can know, change it. You can get it. <laughs> yes. And oh, by yeah. the way, like, remember, I said it hurts your credibility with me. But usually all it takes is a conversation and you have my credibility, right? It's just my initial opinion of you as yeah, a professional. Impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm still willing yeah. to listen and hear what you have to say. Right, right. Right. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. 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 That's, that's just an honest, that's a super honest, um, you know, kind of read. It doesn't, I think it's important. I think it's, you know, I think that's the, that's why we coach too. Like the more people that I can help get to the point where they feel like who they present is exactly who they are. It's you found your sweet spot. You know, you really have. Because I work with those people I'm talking about. You yeah, know, that's, yeah, right? yeah. And they come to me. They they tell me these things. Like Kenny, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that my, you know, my people are hearing me. And I'm like, well, have you ever thought about what they see? Right. You hear you speak. Right. You know, I've I've coached general officers in the army. I've coached general officers in the air force. That by army air force standards are overweight you know like it's kind of part of your job yeah you can't tell people to be in shape and not be in shape especially healthcare. that's a strange industry to be in it's a it's yeah i work with so many nurses who that is the old like oh i take care of everybody else can't take care of myself it's like no what is that or or moms right yeah, mom's mom. my favorite. Take I love moms. I, yeah. I take care of my wife. I take care of my kids and I take care of my husband, right? Like their whole, they come to me like their whole life is taking care of these other humans. And they, they, they are amazing like that, but they forget to take care of themselves. And, you know, it's funny, like Suhela back, back to our, yeah. Her, you know, the one reason why she was able to stay on path for two years is because her goals were about her kids and being healthy for them and not a weight loss journey. Right. And so <clears throat> for all of you out there, this is going to be hurtful again. Like I'm on a roll today. I may as well just break everybody's heart at once. Just I mean, get we're all covering our- it. Yeah. We got, we got, <laughs> listen, if you're, if you're a mom or you're a dad and your excuse is that you take care of everybody else, but you come to me or Kendra, I'm just going to say me. I don't want to put Kendra in my mouth right no, now. No, I've probably said it. I've probably said it. If you come to me saying that you want to live a healthier life. You want to live longer for your kids. You want to do more with your family. And then eight weeks in, you quit. The only thing I can say to you is like, how could you quit on your kids? How could you quit on your spouse? Like, because that's what you're quitting on. You know, parents will tell me all the time, like, 
I would die for my kids. I would die for my spouse. Would you? Okay, well, will you get up at four o'clock in the morning for them? You know, will you eat all the right foods every day for them? Because that sure in hell is a lot easier than dying for them, you know, but they won't, right? That's how I know they're full of shit. And the reason they showed up wasn't actually the reason they showed up. How yeah. can you count? How can you get on your quit on your kids? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Yeah. We identified the the most important thing. And then it's like, oh, life happened. This isn't the right time. Um, okay. You know what I mean? Like so so you'll die for them, but you won't you won't eat, you know. Won't eat well for them. Yeah. Breath, right. Pay for them. Like I don't like that's that's that was your breaking well, point, huh? That's also, why you get on and, and Sarah. Because chicken breast, that's that was so hard. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Sorry. <laughs> I just actually, it's funny because I was reading, going to read the comments and somebody said, uh, sometimes truth hurts and I can see it's coming from a place of love and want it for people um, to change their life for the good. So that is coming from Becky Verma. Okay. And she it helps me. She has saved me on a few podcast episodes. She does our editing and everything like that. And she is one of my go-tos because I swear, I don't know how this is going to come out, but I do have so many women who are like the harder, the better, like the worse you like, just give it to me straight. Like, just tell me they actually, it, it, whenever I get afraid, I'm always reminded by comments and interactions that no, they, that is what they like <laughs> about us <laughs> because we all like, listen, we all will validate bad choices. Like, oh, it's okay, girl. You did, you know, you're trying blah, 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 like all that shit. We'll do that for each other as friends, but you do need if your goal is to progress, because it's tricky, you're going to get stuck. You, the mirror is good. It's good for me too, by the way. It is yeah. good. I will do. I will do some of those same things. I, I, I hear myself do it. I see myself do it. But I've quit on myself before. I, I've done it. I understand. But anyway, well, they like a good. They like a good slap around sometimes. <laughs> Hey, so, <laughs> sorry, they do, they do. So Becky, I don't know what kind of magic you can work on this episode, but maybe you can just like <laughs> so that I can. I don't, I don't know that this is going well, but but remember, it's actually um, going. I don't even know if this is going to make it. Well, tough love is love too, right? We can, that's the truth. Yeah, so, love is love. If you find somebody like Kendra or myself that are willing to keep showing up every week and being honest with you, you got to really embrace those people, man. Like those are the people you need in your corner. The people who will placate and tell you that it's okay and that don't worry about it. You had a rough week. You'll get them next week. Like nobody needs a hype, man. Like I, that's not what's going to get you where you want to be. Not in a coach. Not no. in a coach. In, in I mean, shit, your friends, you know, we, we've had accountability groups before, but your accountability group, just, we've talked about this. They just have to be people that you respect. You know what I'm saying? Like that you want to show up for. And if, if I know, if I'm no Becky's going to show up, I'm, I'm going to show up too. Cause I respect that Becky showed up for herself. 
And that's, that's, but like, yeah, friends are like, Hey, this is a new day. And that's good. Like, that's good. You need people that say that, but a coach and Kenny and I have talked about this. We do take liberties from time to time. I have lost people. I have made mistakes without having all the information in the past, but the longer you do it, you can kind of see through the BS, you know, life happened, you know, you come in, you come to me to be healthier for your teen daughters, but now you're quitting because they need you. Like, no, they need, they probably need a good boundary that like, listen, you're not going to, you're like, if I'm going to show up for you, I got to take care of me first, whatever the case may be. Like, there's a lot of that that goes on, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think when, when you're talking with someone and you develop a relationship with someone over time, you, you do start to get the feel for when you can dig in on them a little bit. And when sometimes they do just need you to kind of hear them out without critical feedback. And I, that yeah. comes with, you know, it's a, if you show up to me for three months straight and your nails hitting macros, and then one week, you show up to me and you have some legitimate things that you want to talk about that are kind of getting in the way. That's probably not a time I'm going to dig in on you because you've done your job for three months straight. So let's, let's have a talk about it. What can we do to help you out here? And then if you start showing up like that routinely, then maybe something's got to change. But typically what I have found Kendra, and you might, you might be the same, but people that show up with a bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter, show up with a bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter every week. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 Right. You just kind of know, okay, this person is going to be a little extra all the time. Yeah. Cause you'll, you, they, uh, there's a common thing. And I think some people will relate to this listening where you, and by the way, this could be huge or it could be in little ways. Like it's, you know, we all do these types of things, but if you, if I present, if you present a problem and I give you a solution, and then you just keep presenting. Yeah, but yeah, but that's a huge, that's the kind of like, you're, you're not ready. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the response is, thanks coach. I'm going to implement it this week and I'll do my check-in next week and I'll be ready for the next thing. Like that's some, that's a person who is ready to be coached. Um, it's very different. And yeah, it's Becky saying she needs the bullshit called out, but actually I've had a lot of conversations with Becky. If you've been around long enough, you kind of hear it in yourself. Like with her, I'll hear her. She'll catch it in her own. She'll be like, oh my God, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Like I, I'm, I'm totally doing it. These are just like normal things I've been saying for like two years. I'm still saying, you know, bro. As a husband, so look, I'm, there's a lot of women listening right now, so I'm going to be really careful what I say here. Well, what are you going to do about everything else you said before this? Just go it. all in. You already fucked up today. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry, sorry for the swearing. I tried no, not to swear. For, it's for no Carrie. different than a relationship, though. Like <laughs> when you show up in an assessment with the word "but," you've already started making excuses. Just keep the word "but" out of it. Like I've learned a long time ago as a husband, like. As soon as you say, but it doesn't count anymore. Whatever yeah. you were going to say next, it just doesn't count. It don't count. It don't count. All right. So yeah. let's get back to this. So let's say we are, we got, did we, we got through the first, the first 
eight week yeah. challenge, 30 yeah. pounds down for your person. Now she was at, let's say she was at about 1800 calories working out at home. It makes sense to me at a, at almost 300 pounds, 1800 calories might seem like a lot, but you definitely want to trust the process and you don't want to go as low with your calories right out of the gate. Cause then we don't have any, we don't have anywhere else to go. Like if we just give you no food, well, what are we going to do from there? Yeah. So to her credit, and, and I want to set this up for the remainder of our time together. For okay. Her. So what one thing that Suhaila and I did not do was check in or worry about the time in between challenges. Okay. It wasn't that she didn't do her job, but she wasn't as intentionally focused on the time between challenges. So for instance, you know, she lost all that weight the first challenge. After that challenge, she gained about four pounds back in between challenges. So she lost, you know, the 30 plus pounds and she gained four back between challenges. Not tracking as tightly, getting a little looser with foods, not being intentional. And that was actually a trend for us the entire time we worked together. We never really put a lot of pressure on it, but to her credit and what I enjoy as a coach is she didn't have any unrealistic expectations. She knew that when that challenge was over, that she might still check in with me. She might, you know, send me an assessment, but it was never like, I don't understand why I'm not losing weight. She would just be like, well, you know, I'm not doing the things I was doing during the challenge. You know, I'll be back on point after the next challenge. So she just slightly changed things between, but she didn't totally fall off. She kept getting movement. She kept hitting protein. She kept doing the things that were important. She just wasn't as tight and as accurate as she was before. And she knew what she was doing with that. I like what you said. Her, she was, a lot of this is that, those expectations. So she was, she was, uh, expectations were appropriate based on somebody who was, you know, kind of loosening up the reins a little bit. Yeah. And, and to her credit also, like when a challenge started, like the next one started, like it was like she flipped the switch. Now, I, I don't like saying that because I don't think people understand how hard it is to flip the switch. Yeah. I've seen one meal after a challenge turn into gaining every single pound back they lost in eight weeks and four weeks. Right. I've seen it happen many, many times. Um. But to her credit, she was one of those people that when she said, okay, it's time for me to do my job again, she got right back on point and she did her job again. And she did this over the course of two years, every single time on the numbers until, and we'll get to that point eventually, but there was one spot where she had a rough time. Yeah, man. Right. Cause it, she's just probably thinking, oh, this works for me. So that I, I can think of a lot of people who have a process like that, where it's, it's kind of a push foot off the gas, push, but you start to learn those four pounds are really, really difficult to get off. Like yeah. they get harder, those few little pounds, you're like, damn, that could be four weeks. You know what I mean? You could have set yourself back four weeks. So you, sometimes you have to do it to learn it. And you have amnesia because yeah. by the time the eight weeks ends and you've made so much progress, it feels so easy because you've started developing new habits, new skills, right? So like the last couple of weeks of a challenge, like you have this unstoppable momentum, right? You feel like you're doing everything right. The weight's coming off. You feel like you're in such a positive space. 
and you assume that when you take your foot off the gas, that it's going to be easy to press the gas again. But what you forgot is how hard you had to work in the first two weeks to get the momentum going. And here's the thing. When you take off the four weeks between a challenge, which again is up to that person, understand that it's going to take two weeks of not seeing progress again likely to gain that momentum back. So if you're not willing to go through that, your best bet is don't give up the momentum. Yeah. Just keep and actually, that's a good point because it's not only is it like, not only do you, is it harder to get back on track? It takes longer to see results. That's because even that's true, even if you're adhering, yeah. like it just, it just is also it's harder to adhere. It gets harder and harder. You, you know, you, you like have to re-break the bad habit. So maybe, maybe you, you've gotten into some habit and you think, okay, you know, Monday's the day I'm going to do it. But then you kind of have a relapse on Wednesday and then you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. You have relapse on Saturday. I call them relapses. Cause that's just what they feel like. It feels like you were doing so good and you just screwed it up, you know? Um, so there's a lot of reasons why the progress in the beginning, when you return, feels slow because it is slow behavior and your physical body doesn't always respond as quickly as it did the first time. Yeah, no, I agree. And then also, you know, kind of off topic a little bit, you know, I've worked with people before that had amazing progress. And like, for instance, they liked a low carb approach, right? And so they had amazing progress. They got to where they went, were, were going, they got to their goal weight. And then, you know, they went and did their own thing for a while. And they came back to me like, Hey, Kenny, you know, I kind of let things slide. You know, I, I gained some weight back. Can we do this again? Like, absolutely. Let's work on it again. Yeah. And here's the thing. Every approach that you've used in the past might not work again in the future. You know, so I've seen it before where people think they have a bulletproof plan. What works for them? Their body changes, their hormones change. Next thing you know, you get back on plan all by yourself. You're not losing weight. And it's really, really frustrating to work through. That's why, again, if you're making progress, if you're listening and you're making progress, if it was, if it were my choice, I would just tell you to keep going. Don't stop. Don't let anything stop you. Fight as long as you can until something happens in your life that forces you to stop. That's just yeah. my thoughts. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. If you take all the people, the, the gaining weight between challenges is super difficult. And mm -hmm. I, I would say congratulations to your client for continuing. Cause that, that can just be, it can just be, especially if you have a significant amount of weight to lose. It's like, Oh man. Well, I mean, even for me, you know, we talked about how I use the eight week challenges. It's kind of like you do the same thing. You know, it's just kind of a way to focus for eight weeks at a time, you know, but I don't have a weight loss goal, right? If I had a weight loss goal, then I probably wouldn't do this because I would be focused on that goal of losing weight, you know, and, I know from years of experience that for me, if I'm not doing all the things, I'm not going to see progress. That's just how it works for me. You yeah. Know? I'd say that's most people, especially at once you're already fit, you know, and you really want to refine you, you have no wiggle room, zero. And listen, I want to say this too, for me, for everyone out there that, again, we've talked about injuries and stuff before. But Kendra, I weighed in today for the first time and like, it's been a while. Can I guess? Sure. And you lost weight. No. Your weight's the same. My weight is exact. So but, for those but you have love handles now. So your body composition is you've, you've, 
Your body it's, composition took a hit. No, but like that's that's right. But here's the thing: body composition was going to take a hit regardless because I wasn't doing resistance training. It has nothing to do with protein. Yeah, I'm, I maintain as much lean mass as I can at 51 years old. I promise you that. But because I stay regimented and focused on macros, proteins, and calories. I stayed focused on movement, doing what I could. I weigh exactly the same thing now, being as sedentary as I fucking possibly could be for the last five and a half, six months. No, six and a half months now. So I think that's a huge win. So for all your people out there that think they have to do all the things all the time, I don't think so, man. You know, if you're living a lifestyle and you're paying attention to the important things, I think you're going to be good. Yeah. Okay. Well, that they may not say, think I have to do all the things all the time, but they're like, oh, I, I injured my wrist. I injured my knee. I, I gained, you don't need to gain nothing because you have an injury, nothing. You're just, you've gone into wallow mode. You're overeating. You're worried. And you're saying, screw it. That's why you're gaining weight. Bingo. Yep. Bingo. That, which is an age appropriate saying for us. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, I think it, have you ever played bingo? Yeah. Okay. Have you not? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know what a coverall is. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know what a coverall is. I've even lived. <laughs> okay. So let's get to the challenge. <laughs> I know I keep doing that. Let's get to the challenge where she struggles. So I worked with Suhaila for really, and, and listen, guys, I, I just want to use this as a moment to talk about macros and consistency. Now, you know, one of the things that Kendra and I wanted to talk about was all of her adjustments um, that we made during our time together. And I think it's important to bring it up now because I want you to understand that over the course of two years, I have only made one macro adjustment on her. And that was a 10% overall calorie cut that came from both carbs and fats. Protein never changed. But here's the thing. It took us about a year and a half to get to that point. Every time Suhaila did all the things, she continued to make progress. Now, there were a couple of times over the course of that year and a half that Suhaila would stall out a little bit, you know, what most people would call a plateau. But what I want people to understand is that in my mind, there's real plateaus and there's false plateaus. Okay. And every time in that first year and a half that we hit a spot where things kind of leveled out for a couple of weeks, the one thing that Suhaila was always really great about was like, Kenny, before we make any changes, I'm going to go back in. I want to execute with a little more intent. I want to be a little more intentional. Because I, I tell my people, and I don't know what uh, Kendra's standard is, but I won't even think that you're at a plateau unless you're doing all the things for a minimum of two weeks. And what are all the things? Yes. Movement, water, macros, fiber, sleep, all the things. If you're doing all the things for two weeks straight and nothing's happening, then we can have the discussion. Yeah. Right? So for her, every time she thought she was at a plateau, she would go back in, she would do a self audit of the food she was eating, the sleep she was getting, the intentionality she was working out with, how much water she was drinking. And every time she did that, lo and behold, the scale would start moving again, right? 
until about the year and a half mark where we actually got to about three weeks of no changes with her doing everything. And we finally made a decision and changed her macros one time, which, oh, by the way, when she started executing, she started losing weight again. Wow. Okay. This is, it's a really, it's really important message because those, you know, I even say to some people, maybe in the beginning of an eight week challenge, we'll make an adjustment, maybe, but we may not touch them again. It's just your job to adhere, you know? Uh, and that's, what's hardest for people is to, that's, that's, it's, it's not, that your macro settings are wrong oftentimes. It's just that you're not adhering to them. And I can speak from experience when I say that, you know, uh, we are not, so she was probably, she was probably that, you know, apple and 20 almonds away from maintaining the whole time and just kept, you know what I mean? Like kept a close eye on it. Or she, like she would say, like, I wasn't getting all my water or, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't get my workouts this week. I was super busy. Like, you know, right. it was just it wasn't that all the things were off, but when you've lost a hundred pounds and you're getting really close to your goal, and this is important too, Kendra, it's like when, remember, you know, when you get closer to your goal, it gets harder to make progress, you know, and, and I'm always trying to find an analogy for that, but it, it's kind of like the first time you pick up a basketball and you like try to dribble it, like you can't do anything, right? Like you bounce it off your head, you know, it goes flying across the parking lot. But if you just spend a couple hours with it, all of a sudden, you're like, man, this isn't that bad. And then if you start playing basketball, like through junior high and high school, you know, you continue to progress. But at each level, your progression gets a little bit less, right? There's a little bit less to learn. You have to work a little bit harder to learn that skill. So eventually, you know, you're at the NBA level, we'll say. And when you're at that level, you have to spend hours and hours and hours just to progress one tiny little percent. It's the same thing with the weight loss journey. When you first start, man, you could just drink some water, hit protein and maybe take a walk and the weight might start flying off. But when you get really close to your goal, all of a sudden, like if you don't get 120 ounces of water, like all of a sudden you're not making progress that week. And you're like, I don't get it. I'm doing everything else right. Well, you're not doing all the things right. And that's what it takes when you get close to the goal. Yeah. Well, your body is, you know, I know people have heard this, but that is a plateau is adaptation. Really your body is adapting to the diet. Your metabolism naturally oftentimes slows down with less food over long sustained periods of time, especially if you haven't gotten protein in it just, it it's, it's smart and wants to survive. And so it doesn't want to be starving for, you know, uh, years on end, but the, the beauty is like, also like, we wouldn't let that happen to you, you know, and most people are overeating occasionally. So they're never really in this, you know, uh, Oh yeah. And it's, it's usually not that people have been in a deficit for too long. That's not why they're losing weight. That's usually, that's not really a thing. That's a thing people say, but if you're 200 pounds, you're not stalling because you're under eating. That's not happening. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about this, but I think I can illustrate this really well if you want me to share my screen. Yeah, sure. You yeah, want to no. me host? Yeah. Let me see if I can. Okay, share my desktop. Okay, Kendra. So what you're looking at right here are my pictures. Oh yeah. 
So what you're looking at right here is her weight chart. Okay, you can see where she started here. First challenge, in between challenge, took some time off. Next challenge, here's the end, time off. Time off, challenge, time off, challenge, time off, challenge, time off, challenge. And then right about here is the year and three month mark where she kind of started to falter a little bit, right? Start. It was the it was the fall challenge of last year, kind of Thanksgiving, the holidays, not a lot of intent, right? And you can see here, she kind of got back on board during a challenge and then right at her big blow up, right? This is where she kind of thought to herself, like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do anymore. And even though she'd made all this progress right here, after she'd already lost over a hundred pounds, she got really intentional for the next challenge. And you can see what happened when she got intentional. Yeah. The weight started coming off. And you can see now she's kind of in this spot where if she doesn't do everything right, she's just kind of up and down. And she's yeah. actually working her ass off right now. But now her goal is not weight loss. You know, now she's at 158 pounds. She's starting to focus more now on performance. And so what are her what are her macros now? Um, her macros right now are. She's at 1,703 calories, 175 grams of protein, 109 carbs, 63 grams of fat. And that's what she prefers. She likes higher fat. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's working. it's working. So this is key, right? You could yeah. like higher fat, but it might not work for you. So you have to, that's, that's part of why, like when Kenny and I talk about adherence, one of the reasons why it's important to hit all of your macros, knowing we have tracking errors and all of that is because I always say the more volatility in your macros, the harder it is to coach. Like, like that's why I don't love just protein and calories. That makes sense to some extent, but then I can't, I can't, we can't get into a rhythm. I can't see what's working and I do not see people getting the best results with a volatile it's almost like you're trying to make this as easy as possible for yourself so you're like do i have to hit all four and it's like if you can hit two you can hit four it just takes a little bit of planning like it's not it trust me it's not that much harder no we are so spot on the same you know people will tell me all the time like i don't i don't coach that way i don't agree with it it's not no. my jam like no. i'm not you, you might be able to do it in an emergency situation, you know, here or there. Like, I, I get it. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar. But when I'm coaching you, I'm with you. All no Hit them well, all. Car, like, think about it. If you eat 50 carb, carbohydrates for three days in a row, right? Now you go up to 160 carbohydrates. The scale is going to what? It's going to, or the, the cells are going to pull in water. The scale goes up. Now you're confused. No, it's not just. It's what I, not just calories, it's fiber. It's and don't track net carbs. That's creepy too. It's like it is it is about finding something that's sustainable for you, but also getting results. So if you're somebody who's like, you know, I hit calories, I hit protein, and then the your next goal is to hit all of them. Don't keep fighting it. You know what I mean? Like, this is where it's like people want to like control the, how they're going to be coached. That's ridiculous. I'm not perfect. I can't get all four check marks. It's like, 
getting all four check marks doesn't make you perfect. You, you, we all have a lot farther to go to be perfect. Like check marks and perfect, those are not even related. It's just, do you want to get to your goals? Yes, you do. Awesome. Don't fight it. Let go. Let go. I know Becky's, Becky's, Becky's listening. So Becky, let go. Just let yourself have it. So many thoughts. I really believe that. I want to be careful here. Don't be careful. We're already, this, the name of this episode is called canceled. Coach, coaches, that, I, I believe that coaches that let their clients do protein and calories are afraid to push their clients. Yes. This, it, you're afraid to push them away. I, I don't, I can tell you right now, Kendra, that in the app, I probably send five or six messages a week where I'm just like, I don't know if I'll ever hear from that person again. You know, and like, I'm not, I'm not being an asshole. I'm just telling them something that I know that they don't want to hear. Like, it's going to be uncomfortable. Like on the other side of that, I hope they're not sitting in the car on their way to church, listening to that message because, you know, they're not going to like hearing it. It's going to ruin their day. But I also feel it's my job to be as honest and open as person. Like you're not doing your job. I, you are the same way, I'm sure. Like, I'm not worried about if I push you away. I'm worried about you getting the results you're asking me to help you get. Yeah. So if that means I got to make sure you work a little harder to get all four check marks, then hey, we're going to get all four check marks. I'm not going to meet you in the middle there because meeting you in the middle only ends up with you being unhappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it takes longer. Now we're dragging our feet and we're, you're, you're just, it's, it's like, it is the way to get results, period. Because it's co it's makes it's makes it's transparent and it's it's you can be coached that way. And we can know what's working and we can know what's not working. Yeah, I've heard it all. I don't want to overwhelm them all at once. No, I'm, well, I'm what you doing it, what you doing it all. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save it. If I can overwhelm you in the first two weeks and you figure it out, guess what happens after two weeks? Yeah. It doesn't change. It just stays easy. It just stays easy. Yeah. So interesting about your client, how her maintenance calories now at mm -hmm. 150 pounds are just slightly under her initial calories that got her all of the fat loss. So that should be a huge indicator to people that as your body changes, so do your caloric intake needs. Yes. And I'm, I'm waiting, you know, as a coach, I'm listening, you know, yeah. I'm listening to her feedback. I keep waiting for her to come to me because she's starting to run more. Yeah. She's in the gym now, like all of those things soon, I should be hearing like, Hey, I'm I hungry. Yeah. But like, that's a her call, right? right? Like, I'm again, like we have these discussions, we educate on reverses and we talk about those things, but ultimately I want her to be comfortable with it because what people don't understand is that reverses are a lot harder than they think. You know, everyone's like, oh, I'd love to have more calories. Would you? I'm not sure. Yeah, because you you're going to get like 30 to 50 grams of carbohydrates. It's not as much as you think. And then you realize that this maintenance isn't that that crazy different. I, I actually do. It depends on the client. I 
some of them I can see, like if you, if you lost weight and then you start running a half marathon, even though you don't want carbohydrates, cause you're afraid, cause that's the diet thing. I'm like, you, you got to get them. And the way I can make somebody feel better about that is let's bookend them around your workout. And then they don't count. They do count, but you'll feel better. And it won't feel, cause it is scary for people. They're like more carbohydrates. Well, yeah, but like, if you just think about the science of it, like I know Kendra educates you guys all well, right? So we all know that when we're working out, we're burning through those glycogen stores, right? We're burning up the carbohydrates we have stored. So if you book in those carbohydrates around the workout, chances are the body's going to use them for performance and recovery, right? A lot less likely that they'll be stored as fat because yeah. you over consume carbohydrates. Right. But here's the thing too, like I don't know about you, Kendra, but sometimes when I start increasing people's calories slash carbs, they don't see that as quality foods, right? They're like, well, now I can fit that Pop-Tart back in. Well, you're just going back to your old habits when you do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I know. I, I always think maintenance and reverses are a little disappointing, but I love a good person who's like, like, and I wonder if she'll get to that point where she gets more food if she needs it. and then when it's, if she ever wants to cut again, she's like, don't take away my food. I love that. I love that. I love the progression from this is way too much to a leaner, stronger, healthier body. Who's like, please don't, I never want to diet again. <laughs> never take my food. It's like, oh, you know, not I, that I could take it, but you know what I'm saying? Like what that means you fully learn the the fuel nature of food and um yeah my girls like that the one I would have talked about too from you know I know we're we're pushing 175 carbs on her top end and she was like afraid to eat over 50 grams you know people shouldn't be afraid of food like I'm working with this one lady right now who's trying to get on stage but we we have her targeted for a show like next summer and so we've been working since it's been about 10, 12 weeks now we've been working together on this. And she went from like 1500 calories. And over the course of the last 12 weeks, we've increased her calories up to about 2100 calories on her, on her high days. And she weighs less than she did when she started, you yeah. know, like don't yeah, be calories. Yeah. Cause there, you can be consistent. You can avoid the binge. You can, um, yeah. So where are we today for, we know where we're at for macros for her. She got from 285 to 255 or 155, mm -hmm. 130 pounds actually, right? Uh, it was like, it was 120 on the number today. Okay. 120. Mm -hmm. And then we know we've got, she did home workouts. She was consistent though. She dialed it in for the eight week challenges, let her foot off the gas a little, but then learned, it seems like holidays got away from her. Um, but she uses the eight week challenges as her, as her time. You can make a shitload of progress in eight weeks, by the way, like, I don't care how much you weigh you can. That's why it's like such a shame when people kind of go, Oh, I thought this, thought I was going to do it. This challenge. You're like, duh, do it. Cause like, man, if you stick with something and then you keep the momentum going, it it's incredible. So, um, so then now she's maintaining at the same calories she started to diet, which is so cool. 
And she does sound like she's learning, like you're going to let her come to you if she wants to change. I have a couple of women who shifted into running, same thing. They came to me and they were like, I'm starving, like I'm dying. And that's actually not a bad strategy for a coach now that I think about it, because they're going to lean on you. They're going to come to you. And then it was their idea. They hurt, listen to their body and they will, it, it, you know, that's a really good place to be. Yeah. I think for me, sometimes I know that I've brought this up in a different way with clients. I, I've said things like, you know, you may start to feel hungry, things like that. And then by doing that, I've actually put that in their head. Yeah. Right. Now they're thinking yep. about it versus like with her, like I've just, we don't talk about it. And I know that she's been very good about reporting hunger. She's been very good about reporting satiation in general. She's very upfront with all the things she talks about. So I know that I don't need to coach that. Like for her, she's going to come to me when she's ready. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, and then her strength training now she's in a gym. Did she move to traditional lifting? She did. So, um, so in my team, I have a really good friend of mine who is also a coach. Um, he lives locally to her. And so my buddy, Chris has been meeting her at the gym a couple of times a week and working out together, helping her with form stuff like that. So Jeez. She's, she's got it made. She's an, a full on addict. She is. I mean, she's like, so I, I can share the information with you if you want it. Um, but she's really a, a great follow on IG. She shares like a lot of foodie stuff. Um, she's contributed quite a bit to some blogs on foods and things like that. And she's sharing her couch to 10K journey. She talks about it every day, each day. Like yesterday she ran, she was running five minutes, walking two minutes, running five minutes, walking two minutes. And she's just talking about her journey and just yeah. a really fun follow. Yeah, that's what's, what is her? Uh, let me look up her her IG really quick for you. Um, give me one second. Where is it? Yeah. And I mean, also Kenny and I talked about this before when, before we started recording that part of our job is to try to convince people not to quit. But you also have to understand how difficult it is when somebody, we've talked about these before, people throw up barriers that they know you can't really say anything. Like all of these horrible things happened to me, so I'm gonna be taking a break. But we know as coaches, we just had 10 other people with way worse things happen to them that are, are continuing to show up because of those things. And like, right. so this, the, the challenge as a coach is how do you say that to somebody knowing, uh, you know, you could get canceled, <laughs> but being willing to take the risk anyway, because it's better for you. Um, and I think like my go-to is oftentimes that I think, I think it's important to stick with your health and fitness journey, regardless of what you're going through. Um, of course there are exceptions to that, but that's usually people quit for really no good reason, honestly, like no reason that won't come up again in two months and hasn't already happened and doesn't happen to everybody else in the world. And, um, you know, hasn't happened to me. And, you know, you just got to look around for people that are continuing and it might not look, it might not have the same intensity that it had when you were 
feeling good, but um, you got it. You can't stop, especially if you have momentum going and you have a hundred pounds to lose to get to a healthy place. Uh, do whatever you have to do. Get therapy. Go see a therapist. Figure out why you're eating as much as what you're eating. You know, check in to the eight week challenges. Um, mine is going to be fabulous this this time with team check ins and you know, kind of going back to basics. But there's really there's no reason to stop pursuing this lifestyle. Um, and that, that is the secret is finding a way for this to stay and finding a community to support you, you know, and then starting to share your own journey. And if that helps you stay accountable and helps you kind of lead the way and influencing other people around you, that can be really helpful. And you start to show up every day, not just because you want the scale to move, but because others are relying on you. And also let's go back to the beginning here where we talked about like you show up and you say you're doing this for your kids, but then as soon as it's pizza night and you go off the rails and then you stop showing up, that's not why you were doing it. You know what I mean? Like you got to hook into the, that, if that's going to be your reason, that's a hard one to watch people stop, you know? I do know. And and just to, you know, elaborate and build on your point, you know, life is going to throw plenty of things at all of us. You know, life is going to keep happening. Bad things are going to happen to every single one of us from here until the time we're not here anymore. And life is going to give you reasons to make this journey really hard. So when nothing is going on in your life or when things are pretty easy, You've got to take advantage of those moments. You've got to be all in. You've got to be working with intensity. You've got to be executing with intention. Like, because that is where you're going to make the majority of your progress. Because when your grandmother passes away or your dog and your cat passes away, right, Kendra? Like, shit is going to happen. It's going to make you sad. But those are survival moments, right? Those are the moments you lean on the things you've learned. You do what's necessary to get through those times so you can build some more progression after so it's important when when you have the ability you go all in right don't make excuses for yourself quitting is a choice it really is yeah and and food and alcohol never fixed anything by the way nope. like they you know you'll come out of those like let if we talk about losing the cat and the dog if i like i feel better but you know other things have happened and layered on top of that that's how this works right like that's just the way it goes like it's it's a rough month who knows what's ahead but but and yeah like my intensity feels different right they're emotionally taxing things take energy i could sleep for 10 hours and not wake up feeling rested i don't i'm i'm worrying i'm there thing you know what i mean like those take energy but there's a compartment that has to be for my health and fitness that at least I took care of myself because you're still showing up every day for yourself right no matter how hard yeah, it is no and it trust me it doesn't feel as good I don't feel like I'm doing a good job I don't feel like I'm on top of it I don't feel strong I don't but but like fuck it what am I gonna do not do it you know what I mean what am I gonna do not do it and then have to restart 
you know how much energy it takes to get the ball rolling as compared to just keeping it pushing along? So the longer you keep saying you can't get four check marks, the worse this is getting for you. Like, just to bring it back to that, like it's not, it, it's you're making it so much harder than it has to be because that initial work is the hardest. But if you you keep stopping short of where you need to be, and you're you're doing all this mental work and you got all this disappointment in yourself when you're right there just just a little more effort but anyway that's to say Kenny knows I know what it feels like to feel like you're just kind of I don't know but you you don't you don't stop you don't like dive in there's no food that's going to make me feel better there's no alcohol that's going to help me it's just, these are big feelings and they're hard and they're, they suck. And that's part of life. Yeah. Thousand percent. And the title of this podcast is two coaches and how they got canceled. <laughs> no, I don't know that you said anything. You kind of I'm just kidding. I'm... You just kind of guided me to my death. <laughs> I was like, hey, here's the, no, it's, it's one less coach to compete with. <laughs> <laughs> Although, yeah, I would say Andy would fire you, but he'd probably promote you. You know, he'd oh, be no. like, can we get higher than elite trainer? Yeah. I'm going to actually not going to have her edit out the front. We're just going to see how many people we can lose. Oh my God. It is a, it'll be a coach loss journey. Can I say one more thing real quick about your like, community? Keep going. Yeah about your community and my community because I have a call coming in five minutes so I want to make this quick I know you know if you want to make yourself accountable you know bring people to your community so one of the things that I found is like the most powerful thing in my community is that like if you go there and you have success it gets really hard to quit when you invite other people in you know when you invite people that look up to you that saw what you did and you invite them, hey, I found something I really like. I want you to be part of it. Come do this with me. Those people are going to be there. They expect you to be there. And for me, I have found that has been very, very important to my most successful people. You know, they invite their friends to join them. And when they do that, it's like they're, they feel more empowered to continue because they know their friends are there counting on them. That is a huge thing, Kendra. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if you are a queer, once you bring your friends in, what's that say about you? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be that person. It's not good. Well, we'll do an episode on the uh, why coaches need people. And it's probably not what you think necessarily, you know? Um, but thank you guys for listening. And if you're in my Facebook group, thank you for watching. Um, we'll beep out all the swearing. We will uh, see about editing the harder topic up front. And uh, let's just keep going, you know? Um, oh, and if you are listening, we accept five stars and nothing less. That's just the rule. <laughs> and share the show, share the episodes. Um, and please do like comment and interact, especially if these are on YouTube. So thank you guys for being here. And Kenny. Look, I, I just want to say this real quick, Kendra. Really important. Luck. Thank you. 
Get, but seriously, guys, you guys know if you're part of Team Claiborne, right, or if you're part of whatever, but you're not subscribed to Kendra's channel, it's really important. Go subscribe, right? It helps her. And uh, that's a big deal, right? Because she does have a lot of great information. I think it's really important that, you know, we, because, you know, we vote as consumers. Like when we like people like Kendra's podcast, that says, when we subscribe to it, that says she's saying the right things. You know, there's too many people out there that aren't saying the right things that have been lifted up because of our society. And, you know, we got to embrace the people who are doing the right things. Thank you. Yeah. Jack said, you guys should just have your own podcast. I'm like, I think we, I kind of think we do. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's, it's, this is an evolution. I'm glad we started um, this and I'm really thankful that you're on these too. It's just, it's really good to have these conversations. Cause you know, you and I are alone in our own world. And I know we, you know, kind of talk about different things, but um, it's good to get out there and talk with other coaches. And um, it's super important to me. So um, hopefully you guys feel like you got a little, another little window into a conversation of two canceled coaches. All right. Ciao for now. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> Next time you see me, my screen will be blacked out and I'll have my face covered and <laughs> be blurred out. It's it's never as bad as I think it is. Like I've had Becky go back and listen. I'm like, Becky, and it's never it's never as bad as I think it's gonna be. I'm always like, oh man, but I'm I okay. think I think the only thing that's gonna happen this time is that I'll never be able to go to a doctor again and that every cop that I see is gonna chase me down. <laughs> they're in shape oh hey you're gonna get authenticity it's a core value yes sorry okay peace See out you. bye